0: You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com.
1: Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam. We try to describe and dive into what helps marriages, what helps your relationship, how do you frame your conversation? And we do this through a variety of ways. Sometimes we have conversations with some of the world's smartest relationship minds. Sometimes it's conversations between us which is what we're doing today.
0: You're pretty smart relationship, mind. I'm, yeah, keep yourself in that category, I'd say.
1: Well, I appreciate that. But the whole point of what we're trying to do is help you as the SMR Nation explore what makes your relationship work and how to have better conversations to go where you want it to go mm-hmm. and just grow up and be better. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of an original idea that we have. The premise of SMR is marriage is designed to help us grow up. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to the show and you're looking for a simple way to tell your friends about SMR, check out the ep- episode starter packs. These are collections of our favorite shows organized by topics, and they help you get a taste of everything that's going on here. So go to smrnation.com forward slash starter or search for our show on the Spotify app. If you got some feedback for the show or something we've missed, uh, send us a message. Call us at 214-702-9565 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, um, we're going to dive into some of the principles of passion.
0: Okay.
1: I think it's going to be a fun, fun conversation because okay. everybody wants more passion and yeah. desire in marriage. Yeah. And on the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash SMRAcademy. We're going to continue the conversation of the principles of passion and go even deeper if we haven't finished the conversation at that point. So if you like what we do here, rate it, please rate and review the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Your comments help us spread the word, and they help others frame their conversations about what goes on in their bedrooms and in marriages. Enjoy the show.
0: Hello. I'm relatively new to SMR and love what I'm hearing thus far. Since there are over 580 episodes now, is there a way I can get caught up with the main principles or beliefs of SMR, or you in your practice as a therapist and coach? With so many episodes, I don't even know where to begin, but I'm intrigued with the framework you present so far. It seems so different than the things I've heard at church or even other marriage podcasts and resources. Thanks so
1: much. Yeah, we're going to use this as a way to frame a dialogue, I think, more than anything, because this came in a while back, and we hear this quite a bit because Mm -hmm. SMR has been going for 10 years, Mm -hmm. longer.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of info.
1: and. There's a ton. And so there is this element of the people that are, oh, yeah, I'll binge it all. Yeah, that's some people, but not every people.
0: Mm, yeah, it's a huge time <laughs> commitment that not everybody has.
1: It absolutely is. And so what we're going to try to do is is just walk through what are some of the main premises, the main principles, and from the outset, Pam, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: because uh, of the schooling I've got and how several of my professors and just the whole doctoral program is adamant about you must cite where resources and ideas come from. And so, if you're new to SMR, um, Dr. David Schnarch is the one I have trained under the most in school, and love his framework, love his view and his take, and the way he approaches therapy and life. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where a majority of this is coming from. Mm-hmm. It's my take on Schnarch, but I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure it's from the outset, he gets credit.
0: Sure.
1: He's now passed, unfortunately,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but the work he's done is fantastic. And so yeah. there's more resources out there from him. He's not a Christian. I'll just say that up front, his work is not based in the Christian truths in the sense, So, but it is still a fantastic um, resource to look at. Yeah. So for this emailer, uh, one of the first things to do is just what we, this is how we start every show too, is check out the starter packs.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that's a way we can look at, here's some of our most popular shows. Here's some of the topics we've got. Um, that's an easy way to get started.
0: And how do you get there again?
1: smrnation.com forward slash starter will get you there. Okay. It's also on the Spotify, on the Spotify app. You can find if because it's all via Spotify, that that's all broken down. Just do
0: a search on Starter Correct. Pack on Spotify.
1: Well, find our show. on find the show. Okay, gotcha. On Spotify. And then the other is, um, there's two different things I want to do with this. One is, uh, Schnars has a framework that he calls the four points of balance. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. What does that mean? Because mm-hmm. this is how, if you put this all under the lens of marriage is designed to help us grow up, mm-hmm. the psychobabble term he uses is differentiate, mm-hmm. that we're trying to... Go through the process of differentiation, which is where I can stay close to somebody without losing myself. Okay. And I can be myself without losing the somebody. Okay. There's a tension that goes on in marriage. That's the drive will of our growth. So if you're looking at it through that lens, there's this framework then that he has these four points of balance that if I'm struggling in some aspect of my marriage, one of the things I need to do is look at how's my balance. Okay. Okay. And then from there we're going to move into the concept of principles of passion and desire because there are just some basic principles that if you look at throughout all of the history of what we've done on our show these are just the basic concepts we keep referring back to. And okay. so what Pam's going to Pam's role today is she's going to be the role of the emailer and the audience to help frame it out as she hears it also poke holes Ask questions. What did I miss? Because I don't want to keep it in theory, even though it's real easy to do so. Because it's basically a theory.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah. So we want it to be applicable, right? Want it to be understandable and not educator, PhD geek out
1: stuff. <laughs> No geeking out today. I want to understand <laughs> it.
0: I don't understand it at that level. Right. So, yeah.
1: Okay. okay. So if you're looking at um, the four points of balance. That's how we'll start, and so first,
0: and then back up again. The four points of balance. If if I'm off in one of these things, then okay, my relationship is off. My
1: yeah, this will make, this will create the struggles that happen in marriage. So, like, if you feel like you are in a chronic pattern in your marriage, mm-hmm. that it's like we keep fighting about the same thing. The mm-hmm. same thing keeps happening. Why won't they ever figure this out? What is it about? why why is why am i unhappy mm-hmm. with this thing why is this a total frustration mm-hmm. with this thing this is where you're going to refer back to check your four points of balance and see cuz it's it's likely this has been the case in our marriage one of them's off
0: so it's like having a stool that i'm sitting on with four legs and maybe one of them shorter than the other
1: great analogy okay. Okay. yes and okay. so the the four of them are uh, we're trying to create a solid flexible self mm. We want a quiet mind and a calm heart. Mm. We want to figure out how to be grounded in our responding. And then meaningful endurance. Okay. That's the four principles that make up and comprise the four points of balance. And Schnarch believed in these so heavily, he actually trademarked all four of these things. Interesting. So I'm giving notice (laughs) that these are not mine. Okay. I'm honoring his because they're his. So the solid, flexible self is this idea... We've landed on the idea with SMR that we want what we're trying to create a more solid self, Mm -hmm. which is this idea of I know who I am and I know who I'm not. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to live by my core values. I love his addition of flexible self because it's not that I'm rigid. Yeah. Solid does not mean rigid in human life.
0: Yeah.
1: The only things we want rigid in life are bridges. And roads yeah. and Please. buildings. Please. I want rigid structures. Mm-hmm. But life as humans, if I'm a rigid human, that's not a fun person to be around nor be. No, it
0: took me a while to really get the solid and flexible at the same time. Right. Um, but it really makes sense
1: right. after time,
0: right? I, I can live by that value.
1: Right, I can, I can, and I can also adjust to the situation without losing myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still know who I am, um, and I can persevere through hard times. Mm-hmm. That's the solidness plus the flexibility. We can figure out what do we need to do when we go wrong. What comes to my mind when I think of this mm-hmm. is the years that we would do the month-long travels mm-hmm. with the kids. And the very first year we did this, you sat down right before we, we climbed in the truck, and you looked back at the kids and said, okay, we have a word for our month.
0: Mm-hmm. Flexible. Flexible. Mm -hmm.
1: because we don't know what's going to go wrong because something will. Well, that's life. Mm -hmm. So how do you get flexible with things and adjust without crumbling and caving and it's a catastrophe? Mm -hmm. You just figure it out. There's another element of solid, flexible self is the idea of we don't have to be right. Because if you think about a lot of what happens in marriage and a lot of the emails we get, if Mm -hmm. you boil it down and are honest as the emailer or caller, you're likely holding on to the fact that I got to be right rather than... No, I don't. I don't have to be right to to confirm myself. Right. Right? I can I can hold on yeah, there. <laughs> done. Thank you. That, I didn't
0: do that on purpose. Well, but... I'm
1: feeling more solid because you said right to my my statement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's that idea of I can I can have a stance and there's room for another stance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's that element of I can look at this through through a process of how am I developing a more solid, flexible self. Mhm. And then I love, if I add a biblical concept to this, I think the biblical idea is this is the idea that God wants us to develop more character and wisdom,
0: mm.
1: not happiness in a good time. Mm. He, he's more concerned about our character and our wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now, a word from our sponsor, better help. So Pam, throughout the course of our marriage coming up on 30 years now, there mm-hmm. have been several times that we would not be where we are without the help of good therapy.
0: Through that. Right. Yeah.
1: So, sometimes, and I look back on all of that, and I think a lot of the times that uh, I felt stuck was I was focusing on problems instead of solutions.
0: Mm.
1: And mm. and it's fascinating to me because even as a therapist, I can still get caught in that so that situation where I just focus on the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what bogs me down, weighs me down. And it's actually hard to train our brains sometimes to get in problem solving modes. Mm-hmm. And that's where good therapy comes in. That's why I think people should try therapy. And right. again, that's why each and every week when BetterHelp is a sponsor here at SMR, which they have been for quite a while, yeah. uh, this is one therapist recommending other therapists because they're not always going to have a good fit with mm-hmm. your therapist. And mm-hmm. BetterHelp is a great solution to try to help find better ways to look at the solutions to your problems. Right. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp's a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time because, again, I know full well, I don't match with every client. If you try out BetterHelp and the therapist you're starting with doesn't work, you can try out a different one. It's all in-house. So if you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can help get you there. So visit betterhelp.com smr and get 10% off your first month. That's better, H E L P dot com slash S M R and get ten percent off your first month. So, Pam, there's also been several times throughout our marriage um where we've uh chosen poorly with a meal and it's brought about acid reflux or <laughs> heartburn. Just some major discomfort yeah. as we're heading to bed because you know, heading to a horizontal position after A big meal. A big meal. Or if you do experience regular acid reflux, it's not something you look forward to. Mm -hmm. And when this happens with us, a lot of times one of us would wind up on the couch Mm -hmm. because that would be the place we could get the pillows to prop ourselves up or a recliner Mm -hmm. was also a known solution in the past. And I think about it. Some of this runs in your family, because I remember your father having all kinds of times mm-hmm. where he was sleeping in the recliner. Mm-hmm. Well, our sponsor today is, has a clinically proven solution that has brought pain relief and better night sleeps to hundreds of thousands of people like Pam and I. It's not medication and it's not surgery. It's the Medline sleep system. You just set it up on the, your side of the bed, go to sleep. It's that simple. So if you have painful nighttime acid reflux, shoulder pain, or both, Medkline's patented pillow system is designed to cushion your body in a sleeping position that is supremely comfortable. It's doctor-recommended and clinically proven to provide an effective natural acid reflux or shoulder pain relief and a better night's sleep. And it's such a simple system to use. You lay it on your on your bed and it allows you to have a place to... Because I've always wondered, Pam, whenever we try to sleep on our side mm-hmm. at, an, at an elevated position... What do you do with your arm underneath?
0: Right, and they've made an easy place for it.
1: They have a simple solution that is not medication. 93% of patients reported a reduction in nighttime heartburn with the Reflux Relief System and overall improvement in their sleep quality. So put an end to your nighttime discomfort and rediscover what a good night's sleep is with MedCline. They also offer a 60-night sleep guarantee now you can get 20% off when you go to medcline.com forward slash SMR. Again, that's 20% off and a better night's sleep today at medcline.com slash SMR. We want you to wake up beside each other every morning from now on, regardless of if you have shoulder pain or acid reflux. Medkline has a solution for you. The second one in here is this idea of quiet mind and calm heart. Mm -hmm. which this is really tied to our emotions and how we live Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. and how we can get so flooded and reactive. And so his principle is you need to learn how to have a quiet mind and a calm heart. And this is the idea of controlling your anxiety or your emotions so they don't run away with you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean don't have them.
0: Right. I mean, we're given emotions for a reason. Absolutely. They can be perfectly valid and protect you in, in some regards. Um, but you know, is, is it more just about, is this more about how I react or is it not even just on that? I think this
1: is how I go through life that obviously there's going to be different things that happen to us that can elicit responses that are emotional or anxiety producing or based out of Mm -hmm. that. But there's also an element of how am I driven and led by some of my emotions and and what I'm interested in and even my anxieties, Mm -hmm. because there's some research out there that shows what I I tell myself when I'm nervous or anxious makes a huge difference in the outcome of what that anxiety produces. Hmm. If I tell myself I'm nervous before I go out for a public speech, I don't perform as well as if I tell myself the feelings I'm feeling are actually excitement. Yeah, In there too, because it's not usually clean one thing or another. It's a lot of things. Okay, But the idea of a quiet mind and a calm heart is handling your feelings and your emotions. And I love that word handling. Doesn't mean controlling. Doesn't mean managing. It Mm. means handling.
0: That's a good clarification. Because I think
1: personally speaking and professionally speaking, anger management is a misnomer. I don't think we manage anger. We need to learn how to handle it, steer it use it, digest it, that kind of thing. Managing has this idea of I can actually control it. I don't know if I agree with that. Interesting. But I do believe we can handle things. Sometimes handling means I don't, I need help. I can't do this on my own. I must get away. I need to take a break. Those, that's handling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's soothing my emotional bruises, which is, is a big one because how often does something happen in marriage and I blame my partner for the hurt that I'm feeling. It's because you did this. That's why I feel that. Well, if you wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't you know, yeah. the round and round circular argument that can happen. And the way I can kind of keep mindful of this more is I just monitor my body because our emotions manifest themselves in our body. We feel them. We experience them in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the more I can get in tune, the more I can get an idea of what I'm really feeling and experiencing. Like our dog's experiencing some emotions right now because yeah. she's hearing a siren Sirens. as it goes by.
0: Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) So the biblical idea of this is, I think, the concept of being still. How do I settle myself? Okay. How do I be involved and engaged in things and be present? Yeah. Okay. Grounded responding is the third four point of balance. And this is the idea of not overreacting which I think is a common thing we all can understand how we okay. can overreact to things in our world and in our life. Okay. But it's also not underreacting.
0: Hmm. That which gives the impression potentially of I don't care. I mean is right. that what Well, it what is underreacting?
1: Underreacting is this idea of I'm not even engaging in it. I'm acting like I'm totally removed, like I'm impervious. I'm shut off, I'm cut off.
0: Or is this the person that's just, oh, they're just laid back, they're fine, they don't care.
1: And they Um, may not be that way. There could be an element of apathy associated with it, absolutely, Mm -hmm. because in the long run, what does that show? What does that denote? Because what comes to my mind when I think about overreacting or underreacting is, because these points are based off of, in large part, Murray Bowen's work, who's a family systems theorist that came up with the theory of family systems therapy. And... But built off of his work. Mm-hmm. And so his, Murray Bowen's work was more on the family aspect that there's, you can be enmeshed in your family, which is where a kid's too involved in a parent's life. They're not in their own. Mm. Um, you're, the whole family has these secrets that, no, nah, no, we don't talk, we don't talk about what we do. It's outside, you know, and it's just this element of, it's too enmeshed. They're not independent people. You got a confused look. I'm going off of ground responding as a way to talk about no underreacting and overreacting.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to... Family
1: systems would be enmeshment, too fused or cut off. That's underreacting. I'm totally cut off from the family. I just... I've called myself a part of the family, but I'm not involved in it. Underreacting is I call myself engaged in a situation, but I'm not reactive to it at all. Mm, Okay. I'm impervious to it all. Did I land that plane? A little I better?
0: A little bit. I'm still,
1: okay. yeah. <laughs> um, the other idea of grounded responding is making modulated responses to the people, situations, events.
0: I don't know what that even means. It's, what does making modulated responses mean?
1: It means it's appropriate in the, in the reaction I have. Something happens okay. in my life, and I have what's deemed proportional. To what went down. Well, there.
0: It's not over or under. Correct. I do make a response to it. I do
1: engage in it. It's like this idea of if I get a B minus on a paper I worked really, really hard for and the whole world is falling apart. Mm -hmm. That's not a modulated response as much because it's like, wait, I still did well. B minus.
0: Oh, and I act like the world's falling apart because I got a B minus. Okay.
1: Yeah. Maybe that didn't land either, but you know we're, we're trying our best because we got some things going on around here with some sirens and other stuff. That it's like we need to make modulated responses while we're recording. Uh, the biblical idea of this to me is that I, um, this concept of I think this is to help learning to love. It's hard to love if I'm overreactive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's also hard to love if I'm disengaged.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's finding that balance, that medium point, or the I love growing up in an acapella church, the idea of harmony. Mm, yeah. Right. Because I think that fits. Some people are more emotionally leaning. Leaning. Some people are more logically leaning or rationally leaning. Mm-hmm. But we need to have both. That's how we get grounded. Responding. And then the last one is meaningful endurance. That's the last four point of the four points of balance. And this is that idea of sticking with things when you accomplish your goals, uh, doing what needs to be done even when you don't want to do it, um, and then absorbing hardships bouncing back after defeats. This is that idea of sticking with it. Perseverance is the Mm -hmm. biblical idea that comes to mind. Um, Any woman out there that has a child understands meaningful endurance.
0: Anyone who started a business, Mm -hmm. anyone who has just been through a struggle in a relationship. I mean, we're talking about this. It's if there's... Infidelity. Mm-hmm. And you're both in there willing to work on this, but you know it's going to be struggle. Well, there's meaningful endurance on that because you know that it can be better on the other side. Right. And that's struggle.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And so meaningful endurance is is just the sticking with it to see things through because you know it can create something. Some of the things I love adding to meaningful endurance is Viktor Frankl's work, mm-hmm. Man's Search for Meaning, which is if I can reframe suffering to actually will produce something Mm -hmm. that helps you recognize. That's where I think the premise to me for SMR, that's where this idea of marriage is designed to help us grow up because marriage comes with it. What comes with marriage is an inherent amount of suffering. I don't (laughs) always get what I want in my life. And there's a little struggle that can come with that.
0: Well, sometimes it's my own fault, right?
1: Absolutely. Well, I don't necessarily think of suffering as a negative thing here. I think there's just a struggle that is involved in it.
0: it true, true. But I, so I go back on this and look at these four things, these four legs of a stool. and are there um, in any situation when you're counseling people? Is there typically one of these that's so off? all the time, or I'm, I'm assuming it's a person-by-person person basis, right? It, it Maybe is. Maybe this is a person that does not respond well, or this is a person that isn't grounded. They don't know how to handle their emotions. They don't know how to handle their what's going right. on within themselves.
1: And here's the beauty of the way Schnarch has these framed. Grounded responding. If I have trouble grounded responding, I likely also have trouble with a solid, flexible self. I overreact to things because I'm not really, really sure who I am and what I really believe. Mm. And so those can feed off of each other. It's mm-hmm. not always the case. Sometimes it's situational. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can have a really good idea of who I am, and I'm just not responding well to things. Yeah. So I need to look at, okay, wait. well So, yes, there. these are just markers when I'm working with somebody or in my life, in our life. Mm-hmm. I kind of will look back at these occasionally and go, Wow, I'm not meaningful or enduring right now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wanting to throw in the towel on that project. What's that about? Mm-hmm. What's this? Sometimes that could be wisdom. Sometimes it could just be I'm tired, <laughs> but the work stills there. Still need to keep going. Yeah, with whatever it is we're trying to create or become or evolve. I mean, if you're working out, I'm on a workout regimen right now. There's days where it's like I don't want to do this, but after you do it, you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's meaningful endurance. So. The premise of all of this, Pam, to me is for those people that are listening and for the emailer, it's become an observer of your life and ask yourself, where are you in these four things? Yeah. That could give you a clue maybe of, okay, I'm troubled with a quiet mind and calm heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not real settled mm-hmm. on things right now. I'm just kind of anxious About stuff, And then you just ask, if you can get that awareness, then you can sit down and ask some better questions of, okay, what could they be? Because sometimes the simplest thing, what works for me, when I realize I've got this this little bit of undercurrent of angst, Mm -hmm. I'll have a time, I'll just get a cup of coffee one morning, I'll sit down with a pad of paper, and I'll just start writing down what's going on. And typically after three or four or five things, it's like, oh, well, no wonder there's a little bit of angst. Because when you add all these things up, those are big deals all together. If right. it was just one or two, wouldn't even be above the threshold of noticing. Yeah. Right? So it's just, these are just great things to look back as lenses to figure out where am I in the different aspects of my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I can do that, now I can lean back into shoring up whatever that might be, which then helps us pivot into, all right, now let's talk about some desire and passion in my life. What are the principles that make up who I am and in, and in my marriage that keep this whole process going.
0: So you're equating desire and passion to making up who I am?
1: No, I'm, I'm equating desire and passion as part of what comes with a relationship and our lives. If I can start to look at it as a whole mm-hmm. and I figure out who I am and I'm operating within that whole, now all of a sudden I can lean into the dynamics that are naturally at play in marriages. And in relationships.
0: Okay. And by looking at who I am, you're not talking just this whole first point of balance, this solid, flexible right. I'm self talking about all our, You're talking about all, everything all together. Our whole
1: operating process okay. of how well am I functioning? Because again, it's so easy. Okay. The, the thing that comes to my mind, maybe this doesn't land. I've had trouble landing planes in the, with our concepts today.
0: Well, and granted... My brain doesn't work like yours does.
1: <laughs> Thankfully. So, yes. I'm always
0: asking the questions going, wait, back that up because right. I'm not following.
1: But, but what comes to my mind. I work
0: on a fourth grade level.
1: Is <laughs> when you made the shift to the tax world from the corporate world as a CPA,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we had no idea what tax season was going to be like. The first one, you made it for the second. You know, you started in August, which meant you had deadline the first deadline, mm-hmm. which is a little bit smaller of a season.
0: A little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: And when we hit the very first one, we didn't know. We had an idea, but we didn't know. And midway through, looking back after eight, nine years now, I know during tax seasons, give me about the to- sum total of about a week of just being in a bad mood during those times. I'll for just, you, not for me, me. For me. For you. Right. Yeah. And I'll just have times where it's just like, God, I'm just off today and yesterday and the day before.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And that's largely seasonal. It's situational because of the circumstance of what tax season does for us. Yeah. The first time I was experiencing that, you picked up on it when we were on the phone, and you're like, you "Okay," it's like, "No, I'm not okay. I'm I'm sick of tax season." <laughs> you reacted with, "Well, do you want me to quit? Do you want me to go back?" You you over overreacted. I'll just throw you onto the bus. I, it's
0: true because it was quick. It, it was a knee
1: jerk. Yeah. Quick, uh, not grounded responding. Mm-hmm. That's your own being
0: mm-hmm.
1: about a situation, rather than now we can. I'm just sick of taxis. And you'd be like, me too. Yeah. Because it's a more modulated response, a more solid, we made this choice. We're going to stick it through and we're going to figure ourselves out as we go through it. That's ourselves going through a process of life together Mm -hmm. by choice. Mm -hmm. That's how I think these four play out. Okay. What we're going to talk about in the extended content here in just a minute is what are some of the dynamics that are natural in every committed relationship that push at and demand our four points of balance to continue to see us through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what's coming up next. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. And the extended that. content. Good. Well, that was definitely like you just mentioned as we were wrapping up the extended content. This was a ton of information if you made it all the way through both the regular and the extended. Because mm-hmm. again, the extended content was stuff that we—I spent two hours unpacking at the getaway
0: yeah, <laughs> last yeah. year,
1: and we tried to do it in twenty minutes. I think we went longer than twenty minutes, a little though, bit, so. Little bit. Well, if you like the show, you can help us out by rating and reviewing SMR on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen. We always appreciate your comments because they help spread the word about the show and they help others frame their conversations about what happens behind their closed doors. Transcripts are available in the show notes on each of the episode's pages. Also, our advertisers' deals and discount codes are available on each of the episode's pages at smrnation.com. Please consider supporting those who help support the show. The greatest compliment you can give us is share the show with those you care about. And this is a good starter for the starter pack today's episode because this is one of those things that helps frame everything that we've done over the 10 almost 11 years yeah we've been in existence so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time